listening to In Tune, a podcast series featuring equity research analysts from BMO Capital Markets. Our shows explore key emerging themes, trends, and issues which are important to our institutional clients globally. Hi, this is Fadi Shamoun, BMO Transportation Analyst, and I'm joined with my associate Alana Yontef. We're here to discuss the ongoing trends and outlook for global air freight and the implications for parcel and courier companies from the surge in e-commerce demand. We will also address issues raised by investors since we initiated coverage on the Canadian air cargo carrier CargoJet. Alana, I believe we published this initiation on Thursday, July 16. That's right. So we launched on CargoJet an outperform rating and a price target of $200, which really reflects the positive demand drivers and the durable competitive advantages that CargoJet enjoys in Canada. But just looking at the industry in general, Fatty, what do the trends in global air freight look like going forward? And what are the biggest demand drivers? Yeah, so over the next 12 to 24 months, uh, we see parcel and courier companies really benefiting from several demand drivers. Uh, the three key ones are, one, the cyclical recovery. So we expect a cyclical recovery to really support improvement in the business-to-business shipments. We understand that while demand has recovered from COVID-19 lows, it remains 90% or more below pre-COVID-19 levels for most of the companies we cover. Also recall that B2B has been under pressure before COVID-19 and has really been declining since late 2018. So there is some runway for recovery here, provided the global economy continues to recover. The second point of growth is is the pandemic has really accelerated the adoption of e-commerce. Particularly in Canada, growth in e-commerce has leapfrogged ahead as COVID-19 has forced consumers to transact more from home. Before the pandemic, e-commerce as a percentage of retail sales was roughly 8%, more than 10% in the U.S. and over 20% in Europe and Asia. In April, preliminary data in Canada show that e-commerce now accounts for 15% of retail sales, and May and June data are expected to reveal even greater penetration. So we see the shift to more online shopping as a structural change that will contribute to sustainable growth in volumes in the medium to longer term. E-commerce growth within North America should also benefit from the new uh, NAFTA agreement, which, which calls for a significant increase in limits for duty-free cross-border purchases. The third point on the growth is um, the demand in the global air freight, the grounding of the global passenger aircraft fleet, which which is likely to return into service at a much slower rate than the pace of recovery in freight demand. This could result in multi-year positive supply-demand balance in air freight and create opportunities for the air cargo carriers like FedEx and UPS. And more recent coverage we have, CargoJet should benefit from that as well. So looks like there is no shortage in demand when we look over the next two years, provided the global economy is recovering. But not all packages are the same from a profitability point of view. And we have done a lot of work in the last two years on studying really the profitability differences, the profit and loss statement differences between a B2C shipment and a B2B shipment, Alana. And we spent a lot of time trying to understand as we move more towards the residential delivery market, what is the profitability of this industry will look like? That's that's true, Fatty. If you think about a typical delivery cost, roughly 50 to 60% is incurred in the last mile. 
The problem with e-commerce is that with drop density of roughly one package per stop, the cost per package increases swiftly and the integrated P&C companies don't appear to have the pricing power to neutralize this cost pressure by passing it on to consumers. Now, there are a number of issues with the pricing power, but one of them is clearly the presence of a large customer like Amazon, who really sets the standards for price and service for residential deliveries. If you take a look at FedEx ground numbers for the quarter ending May 30th, where packages grew 25% and revenues increased 20%, the operating income actually declined 17% year-on-year, with nearly 470 basis point operating margin contraction. Pricing power appears muted, and the company's small increase in surcharges reveals a lack of pricing power overall. Yeah, that's a great point that really brings us to the unique model of CargoJet. But CargoJet really focuses on the middle mile, which allows the company to really bypass the low density problem associated with the uh, integrated model of parcel and courier companies. CargoJet consolidates the volume of these couriers like UPS and FedEx and Canada Post and so on onto their fleet. And CargoJet customers effectively share all the overhead costs. So typically, CargoJet just transports these uh, volume from a distribution center to another. And these uh, customers, UPS and FedEx and the couriers, do the last mile deliveries themselves. So this is where the costs are high in that last mile delivery. This is where the drop density is the lowest. And the competitive intensity is the highest as well when you look at the entire supply chain. Uh, and this has been really a big source of pressure on margins for FedEx and UPS, like you mentioned, Dalana. So in the case of CargoJet, we see more durable competitive advantages and the ability to really use all that growth that we're going to see from all these segments we talked about before, B2B, B2C, and ultimately air freight. Uh, we expect them to be able to leverage all of that and ultimately uh, drive some improvement in margin going forward because their aircraft fleet still is underutilized. So it's this middle mile that is most profitable and really benefits air cargo operators like CargoJet. And in Canada, CargoJet's dominant 90% market share is protected by cabotage laws that prevent foreign companies from flying point to point within the country. And this is what stops big couriers like Amazon, UPS, and FedEx from taking the middle mile service in-house. So now, look, um, overall, looking forward over the next 24 months, 36 months, all these air freight operators should see some improvement in earnings from the recession levels. And ultimately, that's going to benefit everybody. But I think the structural margin pressure that we hopefully outlined really well in this call is going to make the earning recovery for companies like FedEx and UPS to be a far more moderate recovery compared to a company like CargoJet, where we think they can fully leverage the growth and improve the margin. And that's really the company that we would recommend exposure to within the parcel and courier space over the next two to three years. So with that, thanks everybody for listening. Please feel free to call us uh, or reach out to us via via email if you like. Again, this is Fadi Shamoun and Alana Yontef from BMO Capital Markets. Thanks for listening to Intune, presented by BMO Capital Markets Equity Research. You can subscribe to Intune on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and other podcast providers. Or visit our website at researchglobalzero.bmocapitalmarkets.com to listen to more podcasts. Until next time, thank you for tuning in. 
To access our full disclosures, please visit researchglobalzero.bmocapitalmarkets.com slash public dash disclosure.